Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. You're supposed to dance it. Hallelujah. You've done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. If I have 10,000 times, it still won't be enough. Amen. Hallelujah. I thank God that we are here and alive. Amen. Um, about three weeks ago, Pastor and I decided to go home to see our family with their children for the first time. And then we got to Ghana okay, but um, our suitcase, some didn't come. And we got it three days before we came back, so we improvised. And I thought that was the end. But when we were coming, the flight was supposed to be 10 hours going. It took us 21 airtime hours in the air, hallelujah. And I was, I couldn't understand. We, we took the plane from Ghana, we went to another country, they said we had to go back. We went back and we flew back again and we actually was in the air 21 hours and it was so stressful. And I could not, I got to a point I could not believe we we're gonna make it. Landed safely because when we were coming half an hour to the time we had all trembling was budging in, shaking, and it was so stressful, and Hannah was crying. So when we got to, um, about to lunch, she saw the lunch, she said, I, my eyes have seen America again. <laughs> and I said, the devil was trying to talk to me, and I said, devil, you are a liar, I have God, and I have all my family, so I don't care what you think, we're going to make it. And we landed safely, hallelujah. And then I, I didn't end there, our ride came and we got to the car and as we were coming from Newark the car was overheated and it got stopped so we put coolant and everything and it wouldn't start and we were on the highway and the trucks were passing the car would shake it was so stressful and scary so we prayed and pastor called and, and I said we are stuck here and we prayed and I got a keys and I said let's pray I said God you got to help us this is too much to bear. And we put it in and we started and the car started. <laughs> Amen. 
And actually, I went with him, and he didn't come with me in our car. I said, you, you see, I, I'm stressed with that kid. <laughs> and I thank God for prayer in the church, I know, and I'm so overwhelmed. And you have no idea when you are in the air, and you have no brain to see that I'm landing soon. <laughs> it's so stressful. And I want to give God the glory. And he gave me a project to do. The Lord put a business on my heart that I wanted to do. But the Business was too much bigger for me. I didn't even cast the cost or think about it. But when I got in, it was too much. And so I could relate with when the deep pastor was preaching. He said, Isaac, ask Abraham, where is the lamp? And he said, God will provide. And I want to thank God that he had brought me so far to leave me. And my God will provide. Hallelujah. So when you are here this morning and you're looking cool, and you don't know how much he said, people cry in their closet. And then God will forgive them and they come out and we, we're talking or criticizing. We have to be careful. Hallelujah. But I know that the, the Isaac was probably crying his heart. As I've been crying, I said, Lord, you did not bring me to disgrace me. And we are making it. And today we are alive and well. And the business will thrive. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Give a clap of unto the Lord. Amen. God bless you for such a testimony. Thank God for his divine protection. Amen. And the same God that gave you that vision to do the, um, the business. He will make the provision for it. Amen. And then remember to come back to give a testimony and also give an offering. <laughs> Anyways, offering time. <laughs> Take out an offering this morning, or this afternoon, sorry. And let's pray. Powerful testimony. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the grace, oh God, that you give us daily. And the angels that always bear us up and protect us. Thank you for the life of everyone in this church. Thank you for bringing us safely before your presence. Father, receive the offerings that we have. We say that this is what we have. We're giving it on to you. Please bless it and sanctify it for your use in the name of Jesus. And even as Bible says that when you use the boat of Peter to do evangelism, afterwards you blessed him with a mighty catch of fish. I pray that even as we give this offering to you, anything that we give to you, you will bless it and you'll bring it back to us in a big fold, in a big harvest. We receive it, and we say thank you in Jesus' name. Shall we give an off a clap offering to the hymn squad, the hymn stars? Amen. Oh, please, your clap offering is not. Even just for their outfit, crash should be a little.
another clap offering to them. That was beautiful ministration. Amen. God bless you, hymn stars. And Reverend said they need more men, so please, you can audition for it. Father, please bless the offering in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so it's, we have come to a very important part. That is the word of God. Our Father Reverend is not here, but when God loves you, he always gives you his best. He has prepared a special servant of his, a son of the house, to come and minister to you. So rise up to your feet and let's invite Pastor Nana Dankwa. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Oh, if you are happy in the presence of the Lord, I think you should give a louder shout. Give a shout unto the Lord. If you are happy in the presence of the Lord, make a noise. Make a noise. This morning, spirit will come over you. Life will come over you this morning. That the word of God will not come void, but it will have its free course over your life in the name of Jesus. Oh, begin to pray in spirit. Pray that anything that has become hindrance in your life to hear the word, will be removed this morning in the name of Jesus. Oh yes, he's here. The Lord is here with us this morning. God is here to speak to you. If only you can open your heart. If only your heart can be receptive. He's here to speak to you. He said, my son, incline thy ears to my word. Somebody, allow your ears to hear the word of God this morning in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Grace has found us. We did not find him, but he found us. You are not here by accident. I believe the Spirit of the Lord has orchestrated for you to be here this morning. And God is ordering your steps. He's preparing you to hear His Word. Yes. Rapoleba. Marosika palema andelebe. 
Allow the Holy Spirit to reign over your life in the mighty name of Jesus. In Zechariah chapter 10, he said, I will cause my reign to reign on you. That every grass of you, church, every grass of us will be grown. As you are here, Spirit of the Lord is about to elevate you. You are about to convince God to change his ways towards you this morning. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. Father, I thank you for this morning. Thank you for your grace and mercies. Thank you for your love that endureth forever. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for these precious ones that you have given unto us to minister unto them. I lift them up before you this morning, oh God. Father, anything that has become insidious in your life, that can cause the word of God not to manifest over their life, I plead the blood that you will set them free from the hands of the enemy, that your word will affect their lives in the name of Jesus. Father, cause them not to live this place the same, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray that anyone that is sick among us, Father, before the end of the service, Holy Spirit, I pray that your blood that has never loses its power, that blood, Holy God, my God, my King, my Savior, will sanctify them and heal them in the mighty name of Jesus. For you said you sent forth your word to heal their diseases. King of kings, Lord of lords, the God of Isaac, the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob, and the God of Bishop Doug Howard Mills uh, that provide growth in us that bring favor and grace unto us Father let that God manifest himself this morning in our midst have your way in me Lord I know I am not worthy to be in this place to minister to this precious one but it's only by your grace that has found me a Syrian ready to be perished here I am I come humbly before you Holy Spirit Give me a tongue of learned. Speak through me, Holy Spirit. Give me the grace of humble, O oh God. Speak through me, O oh God, that I may not speak my own words. But let the Spirit, that quickness, speak through me, Holy Spirit. This is what I ask in your name. In Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together before the Lord? Please be seated. I am so privileged. I bring you greetings from Accra, Kumasi, Ghana. Hallelujah. I had a privilege to... When he was giving the testimony, it wasn't easy for me being across the ocean and not knowing what is going on. Um, when they were telling me everything that was going on, I just said, Lord, unto you alone be the glory. Unto you alone be the glory. I, I just couldn't think of anything else but prayer. And prayer does a lot of things in our lives. So if you are in this church, I really want you to take your prayers seriously. The prayers that we pray every morning is for us. God does not need prayers. We need to pray to him that he will help us. And until we open our mouth, he cannot help us. 
Scripture teaches us to ask, and it shall be given unto us. So if we don't ask, and we put our hands in between our legs, nothing will come upon us. So I'm urging you by the grace of God, everyone here, please, irrespective of your schedule, make a way to pray. You have to thank God for a father who loves us so much to give us a time to pray. You know yourself that when we leave you alone, you will not pray. So thank God for his life that he has made a way for us to pray. Two days in the whole week. You go to work five days without a doubt. Without a doubt, you will go to work. But two days just to seek the face of the Lord for yourself. Somebody will say, oh, listen, I have my own time. I pray on my own. Be careful. It is true. But not when instructions has been given from this pulpit. Not when instructions has been given from this office where I am not even worthy to stand here. So you must take such instructions seriously. Because though he might be standing here giving the instructions, but I believe the Spirit of the Lord has spoken through him to give us such instructions. And if you disobey the instructions of God, then you will face the consequences. So let us not be ignorant of his instructions. Please, I want us to yield to the, any instruction that has been given. Believe me or not, humility will bring you very far. I say it will bring you very far. So it is very important that we pray. I believe my family was saved because of the prayer. It, it was terrible to stand on the highway and the car not starting. I didn't know why. The car works perfect. That's what I drive. <laughs> I don't have no problem. But somehow, something happened. So we begin to pray. We didn't call any triple uh, uh, A's, anything. We spoke the word of God. And the Bible said that Jesus spake and the eyes of the blind saw. So believe in the words that you speak. Believe in the God that you serve. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we give glory to God to have such a powerful testimony. I see that it is the Lord that saved us. Amen. Before I preach, I have many great men and women of God in this house. All of you are great women and men of God. But I have a special guest in our midst that I would like to introduce to you. He's one of the reverends and his wife. Reverend Charles Kojo Bascom and his wife, Lady Pastor Abena Bascom. Please, why don't you come and give us a greeting from where you are coming from. They have been transitioning to Ghana. We all know Lady Pastor Abena when she was with us for many years and Reverend Charles. There are so many entrances. This church is a mega church. They have many entrances to the podium here. It's a blessing. I just want them to bring greetings. Many of you may not know why we do such things. But it is very important. Please give us greetings. Hallelujah. We greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Um, it's so wonderful to be in at home, actually. This is where um, my life, the flourishing of my life began. This is my first church, amen. Um, this is where I rededicated my life to Christ. That's over 20 years ago, under the ministry at that time, I believe it was Pastor Joel, uh, who's now our apostle and our overseer. Amen. 
So um, for me, this is like coming home. It's, this is my family. I see many familiar faces and also unfamiliar faces. And to the unfamiliar faces, I want to say that you're in a good church. Amen. Um, there's so much to say, but when I came, I was a single lady. I see a lot of single ladies. I was not married. I was married in this church, gave birth to my children in this church, became appointed in this church. So it speaks of the good place that God has placed us. Amen. So for those of you who are getting, who are new in the family, I want to say that you're in a good place and your life will flourish. Amen. So support the men of God and the women of God who are here. Amen. That is uh, Reverend Kwame, who has now been transferred to this branch. I tell you, they, Reverend Kwame was our pastor and our shepherd way back when. Hallelujah. So it's great to see what God is doing in our lives. And also Pastor Nana, his wife, and Lady Pastor Nita, we all started in this church. So it's a good place. That's what I want to convey this morning. And in closing, I want to say that it's also a year of series of victories. May you see those victories in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll be coming more often as well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I always call New York Church my home because that's where my family started. And I thank God for what he's doing. I see a lot of good things and great things that is happening. But one little thing I want to touch on is that first of all, I want to give thanks to our bishop himself and Apostle Joel and all the pastors in the house. And to touch on the theme that we have, our bishop has given us, which is a series of uh, uh, victories for this year. You know, victories in building the church, for every success, look at it, the enemy also steps in. He brings challenges. Good work has been done. Our leaders are very great. They've been blessed. So as we help, as they tell us to follow their steps, guide us, lead us, let us support them, the challenges will come. The excuses will come. You know, so many things will happen. But for us to get to this success, we have to overcome all those challenges. So it's not just a matter of receiving this, this series of victories. Challenges will come. We have to prepare ourselves to that. And the only way we can do that is what he said earlier on, is to pray hard. So let us all endeavor to make the, take these prayer uh, um, sessions very serious. Let us commit to the church. We will not see the results now, but several years down the line, you see that God will come through for us. I bring you all blessings and greetings. Amen. Thank you very much, Reverend Charles and Lady Pastor Abina. God bless you for the good work that you are doing. They are currently serving um, with Prophet Kakra in Kumasi. I mean, in Accra. You see, they have moved, they have moved from their comfort zone to the desert where my blessings are. I will not call it a desert, but I call it as more work. Anyone, it's not easy for most of us to move from America and go to live in Ghana to do the ministry work. Hallelujah. But here they were, I mean, Lady Pastor Abena, for instance, is not near from Ghana. But because of the work of God, they have moved to Ghana doing the work of God. Put your hands together one more time for them. Well, I am so privileged to be here, and I would like to share with you but before I share, I want us to pray against the spirit of resistance. I feel there's heaviness right now here. 
and Satan is at work in my spirit. That's what I feel. But I really wanted to spend a few minutes and pray and cast out the demon. You see, when you stand before God, you must have the spirit of discernment. You have to allow yourself for the Holy Spirit to speak to you that you will know where to go. We cannot do nothing without Holy Spirit. Nothing. Most of the things that we do with our strength, we struggle. In marriage, when you do things because you think you know it all, you struggle. Your wife or your husband will leave you. Because you think you know it all. You see, you have taken God out of it. And anything without God, there's a big problem. I mean, with grace, you are suffering. Imagine without grace. So please, I really want us to cast out that demon that is causing us to be resistant to the word. Do you think it's a good prayer? I said, do you think it's a good prayer? Zechariah chapter 3 verse 2. My message can be a prayer. This can be my message. Because I just came Friday. Like Lady Pastor Anita was saying, she didn't know. I thought conversations had been going on. I was just told, she's here for first service. I'm here. I said, okay, let me flow. So me too. I'm also here. And I'm flowing. Reverend Kwame is such a great father who always never leave us empty. Hallelujah. He always leave us with someone who can also share in his absence. And I believe we have many vessels in this house that can share by the grace of God. Sooner or later, somebody else will be. Listen, I was sitting there somewhere like all of us. If I'm standing here, I am not different from you. It's only by his grace that I am standing in this auditorium where Bishop, Apostle Joel, Prophet Kakra, everybody has stood before. Sometimes I cry in my room, though it's tears of joy knowing that God has given me that privilege to step into these shoes. When I went to Ghana, I had a privilege to meet Bishop and Lady Reverend Adelaide. And as we were talking, she called me certain names and I embraced it. He said, <laughs> She spoke in Fanti, saying, Lady Pasanita, your language. How far God has brought me. And I knelt and I received that grace. Church, if you are here, if God can use someone like me, you, God can use you more. If God can use a dead body, my God, to speak to you through the word of God, you, you have no idea what God can do for you. You are such an eloquent person. You speak very well, good English. I don't even know how to speak English. But <laughs> God will use you. But that comes with availability. If only you can avail yourself and not become criticisms, not criticize others when they're doing the work, not when you are not doing, but encouraging them. The time that I was not doing, I was praying for them. I was encouraging them. I was supporting them. I was visiting people for them. That is how far God has brought me, just by helping. And if we all apply our hands together and help, I believe everyone here, everyone here will be used by the grace of God. Zechariah chapter 3 verse 2 and it says and the Lord said unto Satan the Lord rebuke thee O Satan even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee is not this a brand plucked out of the fire any evil spirit 
that is here resisting the word of God to touch you. Let's rebuke that spirit right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We speak power of the word. We speak prophetically. Somebody begin to pray and speak that Lord may you rebuke the Satan that resist me from hearing. That resist me from receiving. That resist me. Somebody in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God. Lift up your voice. Begin to pray. Church there are many voices that does not speak openly to us, but they speak insidiously in our life. They speak through their tongues, through their heart, through their ways, their eyes, their body. That is the voice of Satan. Pray that you will be set free from such in the name of Jesus. It's coming over you. The fire of the Lord is about to consume the enemy right now. My God, somebody position yourself to receive the Holy Spirit to set you free from the hands of the enemy in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, for the second free, all the Lord said unto Satan, the Lord rebuilt thee, O Satan, even the Lord that had chosen Jerusalem rebuilt thee, it's not this a grand clock out of the fire, in the name of Jesus Christ, such a free, release us, O God, that your people will serve you. Set us free. Release us, oh God, that your people will serve you. In the name of Jesus. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning falling from heaven. Listen, Satan is falling from heaven. So he's here dealing with us. We being, Satan is dealing with us. For he knows the flesh is weak. And he knows how he can get access to us. But this morning, I want you to pray and say that as Satan has fallen, he has no place in me. He has no place in me. For the Lord dwelleth in you. Bible said that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And the Spirit of the Lord, it dwelleth richly in you. Now, if God be for you, who can be against you? Lift up your voice and begin to pray. One more time. Pray and clap your hands together. Somebody clap your hands together and begin to pray and cast the devil right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me, Satan. Oh, get out of this place right now. Get out of this place right now. Yes. My God, you have nothing in me. You have nothing 
Absolute control Amen. over the service. You, in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. I said amen. amen. This morning I have a question for you. You know the scripture has proved to us that God is unchangeable God. He is the God who never changed. Who never changed. This God spoke and that's it. No man can alter it. But I have a question. Can God be convinced? Can Christ be convinced? I have 30 minutes to preach. Including the communion. So time me to see if I will be able to deliver. Amen. God said, let there be light. And there was light. And Bible said that he formed the man and breathed into him. That was his word. And man became life, true or false. So this God, is he a God that we can convince to change his mind towards us? The answer is yes and no, right? Or your answer is yes. What's your answer? No. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Exodus chapter 32, verse 1. My message, I don't know how to title it because it's also a quiet time. Like Lady Pastor said, I have my quiet time and I'm sharing it. Or a message that he preached Tuesday. When I was in Ghana, I had a privilege to be with Bishop Intefo when he came to Kumasi to have a convention. And I thought I was just going just to visit him because he's my friend. And as I was sitting in my place, minding my business, they brought me 
You see, many of you don't understand the privilege that you have to be among these nobles. That is the reason why I have to do what I've been told to do. Amen. I had a privilege to be in a big convention, the church where Prophet Kakra used to preach. And I've been there several times. I always tell him that he has a throne. That office is too big for one person. He's such a big office. But when Bishop Ntefo was there, he called. As he was introduced, he stood in the pulpit, a whole lot of church congregations. And as I'm sitting there, he's, he said he's here with his friend. I didn't know it was me. I was just looking at the other people because I just went to Kumasi to, 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 to enjoy my parents. But usually when I go to Accra, I'm either I'm not, if I'm not with him, I'm also with the other bishops in their house. So he wasn't happy when this time I didn't go to his house. And he bumped onto me when we were doing the Apostles Brothers a funeral at the Action Chapel. Reverend Patrick Obobisa, who has gone to be with the Lord. Hallelujah. And when he called me, he says, come and share. I said, share what? <laughs> he said, share what you know what you have been taught. So I just brought greetings from Manhattan Church. Your name was mentioned. Hallelujah. <laughs> I spoke powerfully about Manhattan Church, about Reverend Osei, about uh, Reverend Kwame, and the entire church, how grateful they have been. And I said, that's my message. And they were blessed <laughs> because I talked about Manhattan Church. You don't know. People in Ghana see you as a people you don't know. It's a mega church. When I, met, when I mentioned QFC Manhattan, the whole podium stood and they gave a clap offering. Uh, you, you think you belong to a small family. <laughs> you, you don't know who, 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 who knows you from Ghana. Even though you have not been there. Somebody say, I will be there. You see, I'm calling Ghana, you won't say, I will be there. It's a good place to be. If I would have mentioned Jerusalem, you say, I will be there. <laughs> Glory be to God. Amen. Yes. So it's a privilege that when a great man of God comes into our midst, we have to acknowledge them. You know, it's part of the family. So that when you see them, you honor whom the honor is due. As they have labored in the house. Like Paul said, I'm the least among, as Lady Pastor was sharing. But he says the grace that is upon him has caused him to labor more than those who were even chosen to be with Christ. Hallelujah. So it's a good thing to acknowledge when a man of God comes to visit. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 32 verse 1, I read, And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods. You see, these are the people who are suffering. Many of us are like that. We suffered a lot and we call God. And we say, Lord, help me. Help me to get a wife. A lot of men have prayed for wives. Then when the wives come, the wives become Azuma Nelson bag. Something that they have prayed for. The church is quiet. Why? Why everybody is quiet on me? Please. Me, we are talking, we are all sharing. <laughs> I'm hammering the word. A lot of us has prayed for husbands. But we don't even know if they are 
wifey materials. They fasted, they prayed, they've been asking, Lord, give me. You need someone to suck this breast. You've been praying for. You see, your face has changed. As if when the man comes, he will not. Now you are not married. It's been touched. Now when I'm saying to you, you are making your face as if it's not true. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Go and read Song of Solomon. The Bible says that the breast of a wife, it didn't say the breast of a woman. There is a difference between a wife and a woman. When you are a woman, no one has access to your breast. Only you and yourself. Then when you become a wife, Lydia, you, you, you hear me? <laughs> Is somebody feeling me? When you become a wife, then these two things, not only for you alone, but also for him to enjoy. He needs to get two pillows where he can sleep well. That when he wakes up in the morning, he will speak blessings over your life. Somebody say amen. Yes. It's a good message. <laughs> you see, a lot of things have been prayed for. We have been asking God to give to us. Now, when God gives such to us, we don't treat it well. We don't preserve it. We don't protect what has been prayed for. However, we trivialize it. We act as if it just dropped from somewhere to your place. But you have forgotten all the fasting and the prayers and the seed that you have sowed. All of them has become nonsense to you. Meanwhile, it was something that you were praying for. The Israelites were striving. They were struggling in the land of Egypt. And they were beaten. They were suffering slavery. They didn't even have access to eat their own food. Neither do they have access to talk to their own children alone. There was no private conversation. They prayed to the Lord. And the Lord took a vessel to lead them from the land of Egypt to the land of milk and honey. And on their way, this is what it happened. My message is how to convince God. How to convince God. So I asked, can God be, can God be convinced? And if God can be convinced, how can we do that? for him to be convinced. So the Bible continues, and it says that gather themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, up, make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this, as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we what not what is become of him. You see? <laughs> The same Moses, who when he was going, didn't even want to. Because he knew. We know you. We know how ungrateful men are. The Bible says that the heart of a man is desperately wicked. So no matter what, you marry to a woman, you build a mansion, something happens, he says, you've done nothing. We know. You marry to a man, you cook, you give yourself selflessly, 
effortless like Andy Patanita was preaching. He says, some people have grace to do things effortless. You cook you, to the point you wash his clothes, you iron them, you do everything that you need to. Then doesn't have wisdom and wise to know that I have something precious in my house. Have somebody else somewhere else. Idiotic man, fool. And thinking that the one out there is better than what, because he has free access to him, to her. He comes back, food is ready on the table. Some of us, we even ask, where is my towel to wash my hands? <laughs> Are you feeling me? That's exactly what they did to Moses. After struggling, not knowing, Reverend, not knowing that I can't go myself. Then he prayed a prayer. I said, Lord, if you do not go with me, I will not be able to do this. Continue. Verse 2. And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears, in the ears of your wives, of your sons, and of your daughters, and bring them unto me. So now instructions are being given how we can have another God who we don't even know where he cometh from. But, you see, they know that it was the Lord that was able to bring them even from somewhere to be somewhere. It was only God that could have orchestrated for them to be free from the slavery. Because without God, there's no way. No one was able. But all of a sudden, they have forfeited that it was the Lord that brought him from the land of Egypt. You have privilege. Somebody ministered to you today. You are sitting down here. You've taken God for granted. You don't even preach to anyone. Most of us has not never. We have been in this church for years, but you have never won a soul for Christ. But somebody preached to you. Today, you came to this church. By God's grace, you found a wife or you found a husband. How did you think that soul came to this church for you to see the one to marry? It's through somebody's labor. What are you doing for God? Reasons why you are criticizing. Reasons why you are complaining that we were okay in Egypt. I was okay when I was not in this church. I was fine. But you know it's not true. You were not. You know it's not true. Left alone with devil, you could have been dead if this church has not been placed for you. Including me. When I went to Ghana, I went to visit some of my friends. Some of them are dead. Gone. And I was asking, where is this? Some of them, when I see them, they look very old. And I told them my age. They were like, are you serious? I said, but you, we all grew up together. How old are you? It's the grace. Grace had found you. You did not find yourself. Jesus found you. If by the grace of God you are here today, I urge you to do something for God. Begin to win souls for God. Begin to do something so that you will not criticize. When you get involved with the work, you see the work, the nature of the work, how costly it is. It's too expensive. But God will bless you. The price that will be given to you, you can never work for such. I'm telling you, it is so true. You don't have to go far. Look at Bishop Doug. When he started the church, all his mates, 
they were making six figures in abroad. And he called his sister in, in Switzerland and said, please help me. I want to serve the Lord. The sister volunteered and decided to give him monthly money. And as he was getting that monthly money, he was also giving to the poor. He was also using that to build the church. Today, I can guarantee, I can assure you, he does not lack nothing in his life. That is the blessing that God has given to us. Many of us, we know how to give, but we don't know how to receive the blessing. It's not by just, I give money and you'll be blessed. It doesn't come like that. Please, who is deceiving you? Who is deceiving you thinking that, oh, because I pay my tithe, because I give offerings, I am saved. It's not true. It comes with a price. And the price is to win souls for God. Who have you been preached into? The last month or the last week, also two, two, two months ago, three months ago, whom have you been ministered to? To say that, please, I want to help you for your life to be saved. None. This church could have been filled up if everyone over here, next week, next week, it's a swollen what? Sunday. And we are all engaged to bring at least two to sit by you. Let's practice this and see the church growth. Try your best. You bring two. Somebody bring three. If we are ten people, we bring two. How many people will be here? And if we are ten on this side and bring two, how many? Now, that do the maths and see. That's, that's what Jesus Christ came to do. When he ministered to the twelve, they took it upon themselves and preached the gospel. Today, me and you are sitting down receiving the word of God. It's through their labor. If they would have sat alone and preached to themselves every Sunday, every Tuesday, every day, if they would have not moved from Antioch to Ephesus, to Corinthians, to, 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 to Rome, to everywhere, would there be me and you in this place today? Absolutely not. And even if the pilgrims would have not traveled to Africa to minister, probably there will not be a church in Ghana or so many places for people's lives to be saved. Church, Let's take God serious. Let's all pull our hands together and win souls for Christ. But the Bible says that he who, who wins souls is wise. So if you are here and you have not won any soul, what are you? I don't want to say. I, I hold my word. Hallelujah. Can you please jump to verse 9? My time is up. And the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. May that not be said over you. I said, may that not be said over you in Jesus' name. Continue. Now, therefore, let me alone that my wrath may wax hot against them. Church, pray that the wrath of God will not come over you. I said, pray that the wrath of the Lord will not come over you. When you are fighting with someone stronger than you, a man or a woman stronger than you, you see how they can surely beat you. Imagine God himself. Imagine God himself is resisting you. 
And now listen to what he's saying. And that I may consume them. And I will make of thee a great nation. So God is already angry with the people that he has brought from the land of Mizrim. Do you know what a Mizrim is? That's Egypt. I'm speaking Hebrew. You see, none of you speak Hebrew. <laughs> Continue. Verse 11. And Moses besought the Lord. This is my message. And Moses besought the Lord his God and said, Lord, why does thy wrath wax hot against thy people? The God that he has formed. Moses has begun to intercede for you. Moses decided to stand in the gap and plead on behalf of the people who have gone to serve another God. God has already made up his mind what he's going to do. And when God makes up his mind, nothing can change him. But let's see if indeed God can be convinced to change his wrath towards you because if you have not win souls for God, he's about to do something to you. I say God is about to do something to you. He said, if you are not a soul winner, you are not wise. And I don't think you can survive in this world without the wisdom of God. So if we want the wisdom of God to come upon us, then there's something that we must do. God said, and Moses besought the Lord, his God, and said, Lord, why doth thy wrath wax hot against thy people, which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Where these people were, before they could cross over to the other side of it, they have to cross a river called River what? Such a huge river, correct? That no man can pass through. But the Lord made a way for them. He prayed and he parted the Red Sea into two. And when he parted it into two, the land became dry for them to walk through. God, do you really want to destroy these people for all that work you have done? I have yet still to see any miracle greater than Red Sea being parted to two. For people to walk through. I am yet, though dead, is risen, blind sea, cripple walk, stomachache, you drink a little wine, you're fine. Don't go and drink wine. Glory be to God. But there is no miracle that I've seen. Bigger. There might be many, but I, I personally, I'm speaking for me. I have not seen any. Red Sea parted into two for you to walk through. And as you were going, when your enemy is coming behind, the water is consuming them. That is your testimony. When the enemy is fighting you, when they are coming behind you, as God is taking you ahead of them, behind you, he is building a rescue to consume them. They shall never come near you in the mighty name of Jesus. Listen, your enemy will die before you. My God, I speak life into your life in the name of Jesus. Your Red Sea is about to be opened for you. Anything that has become hindrance in your life, 
that has brought diseases, sickness, where the doctors are pronouncing over you. That is not what God is calling you. For you are not being described by what a man says. But the Bible says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And the spirit of the Lord, it dwelleth richly in you. He said, I formed you in my own image. And anything that could not remain in the body of Jesus Christ cannot remain in you. In Jesus' name of Nazareth, the son of the living God. Verse 12. Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, for mischief did he bring them out to slay them in the mountains. Look, God can be angry with you. But when you begin to repent and you open your heart and you surrender yourself, then you say, Lord, I am sorry for what I have done. I am sorry for what I have caused you. Please have mercy on me. Please forgive me. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Change my heart. Take away the stony heart and give me the heart of God. He is able and capable to change his mind from the rats that he has planned over your life. Yes, indeed, God can change his mind. It's a fact. It's so true. Don't say that it is true that the scripture says he's unchangeable God. You don't understand scripture when he says he's an unchangeable God. He's unchangeable God because he doesn't want you to die. For his word, it says that for the word of God that to be preached unto you, that none should be what? Perished. It is the will of God that everyone here be saved. So anything that can kill you, God can change his mind from it. You see, God will not destroy you for your enemies to have words to say. The Egyptians were waiting for this to happen, that they will have words to say that you said, as you let the people go, that they may serve their God. Who is that God? So they really, they were waiting for them to elevate Pharaoh so that Pharaoh will have a great name. That was what they were waiting for. So Moses, Moses, he reminded God that, look, have you forgotten what you have said? Let my people go that they may serve you. Now, let my people go that you will kill them. That is what you want people to say? You better change your mind, God. You better change your mind before people start destroying the name of the Lord. I'm not going to sit down for them to do that to my church, my people here. I will stand in the gap. I will intercede that your life will be saved in the name of Jesus. He says, for mischief did he bring them out to slay them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth. Turn from their fierce wrath and repent of this evil against thy people. Verse 13. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, that's Jacob, thy servants, to whom thou swearest by thy own self, and saidest unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven, 
and all this land that I have spoken of wealth, I give unto you, unto your seed, and they shall inherit it forever. Now, these are the words that Moses is speaking back to. He's speaking God's words back to him. So if you married and your husband and you stood before this office and they said for better for worse till death pull us apart and the wife or the husband decide to leave <laughs> take him back to the puppet the date that you married and remind him or her that have you forgotten didn't you the same person or played the tape because most of the weddings have been recorded that is the reason why you need something there to prove. When the man of God was standing and says, call the name, then you said. <laughs> I, was about to call, I was about to call my wife's name. <laughs> hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Listen, you have to enjoy whom God has given to you. Left alone with Satan, we fight every day. That's the work of Satan. Like Lady Pastor was preaching, he, she was saying that sometimes when you hear people fighting and things happen in marriages and stuff like that, you sit somewhere, then you speak anyhow you want. You don't know. You have not been there. Some of you, when it happens, you may not stay. There will be a divorce. You don't know what has been behind the doors. People have cried to pray for God to save them. It's the grace. If you see there's a fire burning your friend's beers, take heed. You better fetch a water. Because for you, when it comes near, for you, when it comes near, I say for you, when it comes near, your whole body will be burned. Is somebody hearing me? Verse 14. And the Lord repented of the evil church if God can repent you human being you should be repent every single day God and the Lord repented of the evil which he taught what is the word taught in the present tense mean so God wanted to destroy them in his heart that was the initial plan that the Lord wanted to do. Ma. He wanted to destroy all the people. And if God does that, who is going to inherit the land of milk and honey? If the Lord wiped away everybody, the same God who promised them that go, I'm bringing you out from the land of Egypt and I'm bringing you to the land of milk and honey so that, Chica, you can enjoy now, if God wipe you out, how can you enjoy the land of milk and honey? God is about to change somebody's life right now. I say God is changing somebody's life right now. Church, let me give you three points of what we can learn from Moses so that we will be closing. Hallelujah. Five minutes I have, correct? Thank you. Moses used God's own words. He told God to remember his promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that he would use them to raise a nation. Genesis chapter 22, verse 17. Quickly. 
that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thee, multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. The same God who is taking you to possess the land of your enemies is going to kill you. No way. He will never do that. The Lord will change his mind. Now, a lot of things are happening in our lives that God is angry with us. But God is asking us today, let's remind God that you said, Lord, it is your will that none perished. Now, if my life is saved, if I believe salvation has come upon me, then I ask you, Lord, please, change your, your wrath towards me. The evilness that is affecting me, Father, change me. Remind God about the things that he has said over you when you gave your life to Jesus Christ. Remind him his own words. Some of the words that a pastor led you to become a born again. Read the same thing back to him. And believe me or not, you will touch the heart of God. And every wrath, everything that has become hindrance, everything that is preventing your marriage to be enjoyed, everything that is causing your children to be confused, everything that is provoking your children to speak anyhow to you, God will change them. Number two, Moses reminded God. And the scripture also says that God is not forgetful, but you can still remind or reinforce a promise that he has made to you. God has promised that you will be rich. So if you are not experiencing wealth in your life, begin to remind him. That Lord, aren't you the one said that I will be rich? You will place me before the land of milk and honey. Then why am I suffering? Why am I struggling? If indeed you are my God, make me wealth. But church, these things come with a price. You cannot sit down and put your hands in between your legs and expect God to bless you. The blessings of the Lord does not fall from the trees. It comes with a price. You wake up at 4 o'clock on the prayer line you are on it, seeking the face of the Lord, praying unto him, paying your tithe. Some of us, we have calculated for so many years still Nothing in our account. You still know exact number of how much you have in your bank account. You are not rich. If you are here and you know exactly what you have in your bank account, you are poor, I'm telling you. It is true. Did you hear what he said? He says that in blessing I will bless thee. And in multiplying I will multiply thee. He said thy seed as the stars. Can you count the stars? Now you know I'm not really saying something that is from me. Glory be to God. Number three. He spoke of the service of God's servant. This is one of the parts that I really love when I was studying this. Moses reminded God the work that he does. After when he was minding his business, sitting somewhere. A murderer, he didn't want to go back to be put into prison to the point where he could not even speak. Then he said, Lord, I cannot do this. But the Lord still used him. 
So he reminded him, his service to the Lord. Church, service attracts. When you serve, many windows opens to you. It comes to you without knowing. When I joined the church, I told Reverend Kwame. Then Reverend Kwame was the head shepherd. I mean, uh, usher. Apostle Joel was then Pastor Joel. And when my brother brought me, when I gave my life to Jesus Christ, they asked me what would I do. I told them nothing. <laughs> Unlike Reverend Abraham, he said, I will sweep and I will clean and I will wash the toilets. Such a grown-up man. You people, when we ask you today, you see if you will tell that I will go and clean the toilets. Hmm. And when I said that, I, I, I just left. But later on, as I keep coming, so if you have said that to yourself, don't leave, please. If you leave, then you will lose your blessings. Because for me, you see, Jesus Christ gave a parable in the Bible and said that two, a master called his two sons and he decided to send them. Then one said, I will not go and didn't go. And the one who said, I will, no, one said, I will not go and went. And the other one said that I will go and did not go. Which one of them that you think God will bless? Exactly. So me too, I said, nothing. <laughs> so my brother told them, leave him alone. <laughs> that was Reverend Ray. He says, leave him alone. But little that I know, I used to work every other weekend. And the weekend that I am off, party is for me. Party be what? I'll go to the bronze and boogie down bronze. I dance and joy and I come home. I sleep. Sunday is my resting day. But one thing that touched me, you see, when God chose Moses to do this work, he didn't just leave. He asked God for his spirit to go with him. There's nothing that you can do without the spirit of God. You need the help of the Holy Spirit to do everything for you in your life. My brother Ray, every night I come home. Then I didn't believe in tongue speaking. I thought it was gibberish to me. Anyone speaking tongues, I think you are crazy. Because the church that I used to go, don't believe in such. And the scripture also say that anyone that stands out and pray is hypocrite. You better go into you. I believe in that scripture. He says, go in your chamber and you alone. Let not anybody hear. So I believe in that. First Corinthians 14 didn't exist for me. So that's what I believed. So when I come and Ray is, Reverend Ray, sorry, praying this prayer, I said, hey, Charlie, you, you make noise. I'm sleeping. I've gone out early morning. I'm coming to sleep. Now you are speaking in tongues and all. What is that? But I couldn't tell him in his face. Because as, even though he's my younger brother, I respect him. And I love him for what he does. I don't criticize when others are not doing what I do. Or serving differently. Because we are all Catholics. And we desire to <laughs> deviate from the Catholic service from my parents. But my parents never stopped us. So I will go and sleep, not knowing that these tongues were for me, because <laughs> he was calling my name through the tongues. One day, I wake up, I wanted to go to the bathroom to pee. Then it was only one bathroom, and that's where he is praying. 
I said, guys, Charlie, Charlie, come, come. You know, there's a certain thing when it comes, your blood, you, you, you like this. Like a little child. Then he says, what, what, what? I said, I need to use the bathroom and you speaking this language. What is that? He says, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You see, he wasn't angry. He says, sorry, 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 sorry. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. That's what he does. That's Reverend Ray. Then when I finished, I said, you can go. Then I came back. Then he says, Lord, I lift my brother. Father, I lift him up before you. Touch his heart. Whatever is causing him not to serve you, I rebuke that spirit. These were his prayers. And here I am today, by the grace of God. When, when I gave my life to Christ again, then I decided to bring all my friends. That is where Pastor Davis today is also a pastor. I brought my sister-in-law, Angela. When I go and I tell my brother, Reverend Bright, he says, I am a Catholic. He was like me too. <laughs> but as for him, he, 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 he didn't say anything. He was quiet. Reverend Bright always quiet, but he's very serious. Yeah, he's like my dad. Then he said, take your sister-in-law. You two of you always talking. Two of you go. So Angela was sitting in the car. Hey, your brother, he won't come home. I said, Angela, re-prayed for me. Let's pray for him. So we steam together, and every day in the car, we've been praying, Lord, we lift. Then he was bright. We lift bright before you. Touch him. Whatever, the same prayer that I heard my brother praying, the same thing I commit to God. Like Paul said, my son Timothy, the thing that I have taught you, commit the same unto. And when I did that, within two months period, I was going to pick Angela. Usually that's what I was doing. And as I was going, I called her. She says, don't come. I said, hey, don't tell me you're not coming to church. As for church, when you start, you don't stop. He says, don't worry. I said, don't pick me. I said, what surprise do you have for me? He says, I will tell you when I come by myself. But she doesn't drive. I was wondering. And I said, maybe she has also invited somebody. I was sitting in the church, Holy Cross. And when I looked back, bright, I said, hey, is that you or I'm seeing something else? Today, Reverend Bright, Bright is now a reverend in the church. It's a good place to put your hands together. That's a soul winning. And by the grace of God, two of them are building the house of God. Many people are giving their life to Jesus Christ. Pastor Davis is doing wonders building the house of God. Through Pastor Davis, I believe that's why Lady Pastor Abina also came to church because I remembered today she is also a pastor. So why would God not bless me? And why would God not bless Reverend Ray? And Pastor Abraham, may the Lord richly touch him wherever he is. He's the true father. Church, 
I could not finish my message, but I want to end my message by telling you, convince God to change his mind towards your life. <laughs> Begin to pray to him. Speak unto the Lord. Anything that bothers you. Listen, there are not everything that is going on in our life is of evil. Not, it's not everything. Don't, don't give Satan a chance to destroy you. Not everything you're going to tell you, Satan. Speak to God to change his mind towards you. Pray and say, Lord, these things are bothering me. But indeed, if I'm your child, then change me. Change me. Make me whole. Change my life. Change my heart, oh Lord. Make me a bride to Somebody stand on your feet. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands, please. Oh yes, he is. Yes, Lord, my God. yourself this afternoon that you have gathered here the Lord is able to mold you a way to suit him church you want God to mold you to suit him not for anybody but for you God wants to change your heart he wants to take away the stony heart 
He wants to take away things that have become burden on you that you don't even have the opportunity to serve him. God wants to help you, but he's asking you to be a clay that can be molded. A clay that can be molded nicely. Some of us are too stiff. Nothing can change us. Some of us are too sentimental. The word of God does not even affect us. But this afternoon, the Bible says that we can convince him to change. The word that I have for you is avail yourself for God to change you. Avail yourself. If you are here with all eyes being closed, if you are here and you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you may have been coming to church. You may have heard the word of God, but you have never given your life to Jesus Christ. You have never responded to an altar call. If you are here like that, I would like to pray with you. Please lift up your hands wherever you are. Remember, I was one time like you. I was some wayness. I was doing all sorts of things. Until when the Lord found me. When he found me, I availed myself to be a clay for him to mold me. That is why I am here ministering to you. Please, lift up your hands. And let God touch you wherever you are. And I believe God will change you. I will say the prayer with you. Or if you are here and you believe there is a burden that is hindering on you, that is on you, that you cannot serve God the way you want to. You desire that anointing to be a good servant in the house of the Lord. But somehow, you cannot. You can lift up your hands and I'll pray with you. That Satan that has become resistance in your life, that has preoccupied you. All that you do is your work, work, work. You believe in Pharaoh because you are getting paid. But church, I want to tell you that you can conjoin that with the work of God and you will still be able to work the way you want. It comes with a grace. Lift up your hands if you are like that. I'll pray with you. Karama sopa de bashelebrende. Father, I lift everyone here up before you, Lord, who is here this morning, this afternoon, Lord. My God, as they desire to serve you, Lord, Father, I pray that you make a way for them where there seems to be no way. Anything that hinders them to serve you, Lord, set them free. Set them free. You say, let my people go, Pharaoh, that they may serve me. Let everyone here go, Lord, that they may serve you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. If there is anything, Lord, that we want to ask you, give us freedom. Freedom from every obstacle to serve you, oh God. Jesus Christ, the tribe of Judah, we call it unto you to set us free now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you give a clap offering unto the Lord? Oh, somebody make a noise unto the Lord. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services.
contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.